0: I'm Kate Northrup.
1: And I'm Mike Watts. And we're partners in life, love, and business.
0: Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show, where we share insights and interviews on entrepreneurship, relationships, parenting, self-actualization, and making a life, not just a living.
1: Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show. This is Mike.
0: And this is Kate.
1: Well, you got to talk a little bit louder, honey? Huh?
0: okay and this is gauge
1: you're you're excited to be here i am all right let me i'll turn the recording volume up too
0: all right mike is back
1: yeah i just listened to your episode that you shot last week by yourself i
0: didn't shoot it i recorded
1: it yeah i really enjoyed it
0: oh sorry i just corrected you i'm glad you enjoyed well,
1: it no you didn't shoot it that was fine
0: <laughs> well i know
1: it's a proper correction are you called
0: I am cold. It's like so cold in the basement. All right. So we are quite underway with Make Time for Business. We have over 10,000 people in on the experience at this point. I don't know. You know, of course, we're recording this a week before it goes live. So I have no idea how many more people will be doing it once this is recorded, although the deadline to sign up was... It's already over. Last Tuesday. So to sign up for the free experience, of course anyone's still welcome to sign up for the upgrade which is now available
1: At so make time for business make time com. For
0: business. Com, your upgrade experience is available and i have to say one of the things that i'm super excited about for the upgrade is the availability of all of the lessons so the five core lessons plus the five enhancement lessons plus the bonuses all available on private podcast form. So if you are somebody who has signed up for courses in the past and has not finished them because you just like don't make the time to sit down at your computer, but you're a podcast listener, PS, you're a podcast listener because you're listening right now, then you can access the entire audio portion of the course, which is all the actual lessons that I taught, plus the bonuses, via podcast. And then you can just log in and grab the handouts to support it. So I'm pretty excited about Is there still a discount upgrade. available? There is, yeah. So right now you can get the upgrade for $200 off what the regular price will be until Valentine's Day the 14th at 11 p.m. Eastern time. That's also the time that the free experience ends. So on Friday at 11 p.m. Eastern, the free pages will be taken down the Facebook Lives and the YouTube pre-launch warm-up will be taken down and the free experience will be over. But if you wanna keep the whole thing for life because you haven't had a chance to go through everything yet, which I can't imagine you would have had a chance to go through, <laughs> through it all yet, plus get the bonuses, plus the enhancement lessons, plus to get that access to the podcast, then you are going to love that. So everything is over at Make Time for Business. .com. All of the details are there. But what we wanted to talk about... Oh, okay. should wait. do
1: a review. Yeah, let's do a review. But do we want to say, why don't you say what we're talking about today and then I'll do the review.
0: We are talking about today a feminist approach to time management that is revolutionary. So we wanted to talk about why the do less methodology is is a feminist approach to time and energy management and why that matters, especially at this particular moment in history and how it's going to help you in your business, but how it also is going to help society on a larger scale. So it's the micro and the macro in action at the same time. And for those of us who are interested in social change and making things better for the next generation, I think you're going to want to listen in to this because you can actually make your planner practice political. And I found out we've I've been diving into human design a little bit, and I found out that I am a manifesting generator. Mike is a manifesting generator, and I have a sacral authority. Mike has a, an emotional authority. But one of my things, I'm like a 3-5, and I can't remember what that, it's like a profile thing. I can't remember exactly what part of the chart that is. But it turns out that my whole way is presenting information that challenges the status quo and is basically looks at what's out there, and then my job is to improve upon it or say, like, or revolutionize it. And so it made so much sense, like why I've studied time management my whole life and why I created a system that I believe is better for not only f- for results, but also better for women and men and non binary people everywhere. And probably probably animals too. Well if animals really- probably already
1: operate in this way.
0: No, but I mean, when I think when humans begin to operate more this way, we would be less harmful to the earth and therefore less harmful to animals.
1: hundred percent. I agree with that. So
0: anyway, that's what's coming. I've got some, we've got some, got some good discussion for you today. It's about the larger context here. Yes. Okay. Listeners, dive
1: in. This is to Dr. This is a review left by Dr. Sweta. For those of you who have, like, I don't know if we've ever actually told you where to, like, leave a review. You might be like, well, where's people leaving these reviews? On iTunes. On iTunes. You know, that's really where we check this. So, you can just go to iTunes and and you can leave a review if you desire.
0: I'm not 100% sure, but I think the name that you are saying is pronounced more like Sveta. Sveta? But I'm not
1: sure. It's Here, it's right here.
0: S-W-E-T-A, right? Yes. Yeah.
1: What did I say? Sweeta? Yeah, I I think it's
0: more of like a V sound, but I could be wrong. And either way, I apologize if we're messing up
1: your name. You can correct me. That would be helpful. Yeah, I'm just reading what's here. Sometimes I don't know the correct pronunciation. This review is, the title is, When a Business Podcast Leans on Hip Hop for Success, You've Got Me Listening. Well, thank you i love the podcast interview with raw especially witnessing mike in this interview i loved his questions and feeling his own becoming so much more to come on that people wow i just got back from my session with raw last this week this is now this not, is the, not the time we're talking about it no i'm adding to <laughs> this is not part of the review but there's a lot that's coming from there i'm still sitting in it so we'll talk about that in future episodes Back to the review. From hip-hop to being a woman of color in the personal growth space to redefining money's role to creating safe space for people to heal from trauma to spoken word. She gives me hope and validation. I had success as defined by society, but I lost myself or rather never knew myself. I had to be willing to be humble myself and to let a lot go to know my true worth. That my value didn't come... Just from how much money I made, I feel frustrated that even in feminine-based entrepreneur, en, oh my god, this word, entrepreneurial,
0: <laughs> entrepreneurial?
1: Yeah, that group. We're back to teaching Mike how to read. Uh, group, so much of success and worth is marketed by money. In my years off, I gave attention to myself in a way that I never had. I connected to beauty and creativity in a sacred way that the fullness of my external life would have never allowed for. I became the mother I yearned for, nourished, worthy of desire, acceptance of my wounded parts, and finally a place of safety for my greatness. I know it's because of money I learned that I was allowed to connect to these places within me. I don't feel guilty about it anymore love that i know that i was being sourced because of the divine when i needed this to serve i am now co-creating a life of both and my true definition of abundance rich inside and out and through the journey my framework is called resourced path to success the intersection of redefining success worth feminine mysticism self-awareness and integrating the masculine and feminine energy this is perfect for our conversation today to co-create the new structures It's been powerful to birth this into the world and witness women truly stepping into their own worthiness and experience and abundance in a way that doesn't ask them to sacrifice their values or being. It's still young, and I often hold myself back with thoughts like, where is there a place for my work? That's why I appreciate Mike's question of what section of the bookstore will this be in? To be so colorful in a black and white world. I can sometimes hold the worthiness of my thoughts and ideas based on shadow, masculine definition of value and success. But then a sister who is further along in the path steps in and shows me what's possible if I keep showing up. I mean, if this East Coast Brooklynite hardcore Biggie fan can move to the West Coast and find divinity in Tupac's rhymes, anything is possible. Thank you for Raw, Kate and Mike. Wow yeah that was awesome so i just watched the hip-hop evolution that's on netflix and they talked about how actually atlanta has grown bigger in the hip-hop community than either the west coast or east coast so that'll add a little dynamic into the whole thing there but anyway wow thank you so much for that review that was great and i'm glad that your journey is like you're really fine i feel like really grounding yourself in your journey which is pretty powerful all right cool let's definitely dive in okay Great. So
0: if you are enjoying the show, please go over, leave a review. We would love to hear your thoughts, suggestions, and insights. And of course, subscribe. Okay. So why and what and who cares about a feminist approach to time management? So, you know, you might think like, you know, when I got started with planning, I got my first day timer when I was 14, but I was making my own schedules on paper long before that. And I've always been fascinated by time and the way we relate to time as human beings. And then I got into having a Filofax in college. I don't know if any of you- What is a
1: Filofax?
0: Oh, well, Filofax is like this whole other planner system. And I had this gorgeous white Filofax with a red poppy on it and i had a little miniature pencil that fit inside it perfectly and with the filofax system you can like choose your inserts it's a whole thing and then you know
1: like remember the trapper keepers
0: it's much well my filofax was smaller trapper keeper is not a planner
1: no i know that but that's what i think about when you're describing what
0: anywho so i've been on this path for a long time and you know For those of you who are into the planner thing, we found out there's like PlanCon. There's like a whole conference.
1: Yeah, you hang out with all the planner planner people.
0: people, I didn't realize that this is a subculture. Apparently, I've been like adjacent to this This subculture my whole life. I just didn't know there were other people like me, really. But like apparently there's a whole thing about, you know, collaging and then bullet journaling is sort of in this context and people love stickers and like there's a whole thing. So you might be thinking... Well, the whole planners thing seems kind of like fluffy and maybe more scrapbooky. Like, what does this have to do with overthrowing the patriarchy? And <laughs> I'm going to I'm here to tell you a lot.
1: <laughs> That's the uh, subtitle for PlanCon. Con. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no o- overflowing the patriarchy here that, at plan con
0: no i mean some of you might have heard me talk about smashing the patriarchy with our planners and right. that's like a little bit of a violent to be perfectly honest i don't really like to use violent words but but it does get the point across which is basically like here's the deal the way we spend our time is how we spend our lives And our lives are our living revolution. Like, how we spend our time is the revolution. It's when we change the way we invest our time and energy, we are a microcosm of the culture. Because if we want to change the culture, we have to change ourselves. The culture is not out there. It's us, all together, collectively, swimming collectively in a particular direction even though some other folks are swimming another direction and if you would like the culture to shift and swim the direction you're swimming you better get on point about organizing your life differently than the mainstream culture mainstream culture aligns with exclusively mostly masculine traits of being results oriented being linear taking an outside in approach and focusing on achievement above all else. And it's very much me above we. There is nothing wrong with any of those things.
1: What, what do you mean by outside-in approach? The outside-in approach said. is
0: that the authority is somewhere else. Got it. And I need to find the truth through God, a doctor, the government, that somebody else knows better than self.
1: Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's Follow.
0: outsourcing our authority. And that's like hierarchical structures. I mean, that's also the traditional, like the, the masculine is more of a hierarchical whole structure thing. So if we want to change the culture around that, we need to embrace some of the other energetic aspects in our planning practices. And PS, this totally applies to men and non-binary people because masculine and feminine is not about men versus women. And I had somebody, my Lord, I, <laughs> I had talked about the book Patriarchy Stress Disorder, which I highly recommend by Dr. Valerie Rain. And I had mentioned it on a Facebook live and somebody was like, I just want to make sure that book isn't about man-hating because I'm not going to read something about man-hating. And I was like, wow, isn't that interesting how the minute I say patriarchy, a woman is freaking out about it being man-hating. And so I just want to be super clear that a society that assumes the supremacy of male hurts everybody. And a society that Celebrates the masculine traits in men and women and non binary people above the feminine always hurts everybody. So, this has nothing to do with hating men. This has to do with we are all suffering under the patriarchy, men just as much as women, and certainly non binary people just as much. If I would say more so, just you know, due to all kinds of homophobia and, mm-hmm. you know, transphobia and, and all of the, I don't, yeah.
1: This is showing in the data right now of who on the rise for suicides, sicknesses, disease, it is, it is the white male middle class. It's like growing much faster than any other demographic type that you could say. But So the data is actually showing what Kate is talking about is very true.
0: Because if your power has been collected through the disempowerment of others, you're sitting on a throne made out of essentially clouds. I mean, clouds sound fluffy and nice, oh, yeah, but you're no. sitting on something that's completely brittle and gonna break, Got and it. it's breaking yes. right now. That's what we're seeing. With oh, okay. Can male you just, suicide.
1: Yeah. Can you say that again? Uh, sorry, I confused. If just... your
0: power has been aggregated through the disempowerment of others, which is exactly what white supremacy is, which is exactly what the patriarchy is, which is exactly what heterosexual supremacy is, which is that this type of person over here is quote unquote normal and better. And these other kinds of people over here are less than because of who they inherently are. When the people who are over here in the quote-unquote normal category, white, male, straight, Mm -hmm. the power that they have under the patriarchy has been gathered because it's at the hands of disempowering other people. And that kind of power is completely unsustainable. And it is built on a foundation of quicksand, Mm -hmm. if you will. I can't come up with a better analogy on the fly. I,
1: I can give you a real life example. Okay, great. Just look at the United States presidential like government. Now I know I might say the word Trump here and people will, but just look at it from a case study perspective of exactly what Kate's talking about. Since this guy has come into office, you can look at all of the people that have quit or are currently being being found guilty for things that have been associated like there's a lot of association that's crumbling around it. Right. And a lot of people that have done exactly what Kate did to get to the top, let's say quote unquote.
0: No, not what Kate did, what Kate just described.
1: Sorry. Yeah, not what Kate did. Sorry. What Kate was describing. And it's crumbling around, right? If you, From a leadership perspective, we're talking about leadership here. And that's what Ra's podcast really resonated with a lot of people because that's what we're talking about there as well. And the false sense of security in this power dynamic that Kate's talking about is what is actually sitting in the White House right now. And it is falling apart minute by minute, day by day. And the cover up and try to sustain that. It's very toxic in itself.
0: There's nothing inherently wrong with power, but power that comes as a result of disempowering others is toxic and unsustainable, and we are watching it disintegrate in front of us, and I hope it keeps going. And we're and also I, watching the,
1: the to try to keep that the same. The like grasping. The, the grasping of it, yes.
0: So what does this have to do with planners? And <laughs> What does this have to do with time management? <laughs> well... Everything. So the methodology, the system, and I just want to say, I don't even really, I hesitate to even say the system I created because it's the system that came through me and that has developed over time in co-creation with the women that I've been in community with. So I am not taking ownership of this. In fact, I got an email the other day from a woman who... I mean, there's certain stuff that actually is my intellectual property, but there's certain stuff that's ancient wisdom. So like... She reached out to me saying, you know, you introduced me to cyclical living, and now I'm so excited about teaching seed cycling, which is the idea of eating different seeds at different parts of your cycle to support your hormonal health. And I'm really wanting to teach seed cycling and the concepts of cyclical living, especially around the foods that we eat. And I'm not sure how to give you appropriate credit. And is this okay, and whatever? And I was like, oh, my gosh, I don't teach seed cycling. I barely ever talk about food in regards to your cycle. I did not invent like the great divine mother, like the great cosmic feminine energy created this. So like, that's not me. That's just, I happen to be one of the people who is part of this movement and we're all doing it in different ways. I mean, there's so many incredible period activists and cyclical living activists and and feminists out there who are doing incredible work. And like, I'm just honored to stand with these people who, and I think we're all on the same team. Which, P.S., that whole concept that I just described, where it is we instead of me, that's inherently feminist. Because what does feminist mean? Well, if you look online, feminist means somebody who practices feminism. And I was like, oh, thank you for that, Captain Obvious. (laughs) Um, But then when you dig deeper, and of course, this is just like the internet's definition. We can all have our own definitions of being a feminist and feminism. But the internet definition is really the practices, philosophies, political movements, social movements around establishing equality of the sexes. And to me, for me, my feminism and as a feminist, I identify with wanting to bring more of the feminine to the world. So yes, that has to do with women, but it also has to do with all people, no matter what gender you identify as. And so to me, the feminine is the healing force because we've been at, so out of balance for so long. And so that's my feminism. And so, just so you know, that's the context of this conversation. What's your feminism like? How would you define it?
1: I would have said, if somebody asked me, if, like, are you a feminist? And then what does that mean for me? I would have said it's supporting women to have, I, guess, I don't like what's coming to me is equal rights, but I don't mean. Like, I feel like that could be said better. But yeah, basically having a level playing field where... Yeah, so that's what I would say. Great. But okay. I like what you... The, the internet piece was... What did they say that was... It, it didn't say just say women.
0: It did. I, I added it. the piece about... So for me, being a feminist is being pro-feminine energy in Got all it. of us. Okay, great. So for like me, that, yeah. being a feminist isn't... So for example... I have a group, a little group that I put together who's reading Patriarchy Stress Disorder and working on some central nervous system healing together this year as just like this little pod. And I invited a friend of mine to the group who definitely does not identify as a woman. And due to his own experiences, it totally applies to him Mm -hmm. because of the way he's experienced trauma as a certain identifying man. And it's the feminine in him that has been beaten down by society or was. And so to me, being a feminist is also supporting his right to be who he is as a gay man.
1: Right. Cool. So it's like supporting the feminine... There's a lot of shades
0: of gray here, folks.
1: Yeah. Right. So it's supporting the feminine energy.
0: Right. Like my feminism supports the feminine in you. Like when you say, Mike, that I have... Struggled with your vulnerability, like you've been afraid to share with me places of being vulnerable. I work on that within myself as a feminist, so that your feminine has a place in our marriage. And so I'm, I'm still working on that. Yes. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, just as an example, these are all examples. And then, of course, being a feminist is supporting, you know, our girls, like creating a world where our girls feel safe and empowered and like they can be anything they want to be but i think that the idea of feminism as only about the equality of the sexes actually is keeping us in an outmoded model where there are two sexes male and female Mm -hmm. and there's no spectrum of gender identity and no spectrum of sexual orientation and just no spectrum and so i think we need to broaden our definition of feminism to include that this is about the part in all of us that society has told us is wrong that is anything different than white male and heterosexual now i cannot i cannot include race in my i'm not saying that like, anyway, I feel like that gets like a whole gobbledygook. But that's right. where you come into intersectional feminism, yes. which is really understanding that the experiences of different women and different types of women will be different based on their variety of marginalized identities, whether it's race, their sexual orientation and their gender expression, whether they're trans a cis women. It's complex. And that's why we all have to be learning. And I just want to quote Erica Hines here, who I studied with a couple of summers ago in her program, Diversity is an Asset, with Desiree Attaway. Adaway, Thank you, Desiree Attaway and Jessica Fish. And Erica says, be humble and ready to fumble. So I am sure that I just said something in that whole thing of all the things I said that offended somebody, and I may very well have screwed up. And if I did... You're welcome to send me a DM on Instagram. I welcome constructive yeah. feedback. Okay.
1: Me too. Great. Yes. I say something probably daily because I can't even say on, entrepreneur.
0: <laughs> I can't even say it now.
1: But anyway, yeah, I am. A, I am open to feedback as well.
0: Okay. So there are three particular aspects of the way that the do less methodology works and what I am teaching in Make Time for Business that make it a feminist approach to time management and make it inherently revolutionary. Because when we change the way we spend our time, we change our whole energy. We change our families. We change our workplaces we change our communities and we eventually change the world if we are out there wanting to if we are if you're like deciding that your workplace is completely separate from your feminism or you know that you can like be spiritual tapped in turned on to your divine feminine in yin yoga but then like the rest of your life, it's totally separate. Then I would invite you to really look at like, how are you living your life? And the best reflection of how are you living your life is your calendar, because your calendar is a log of how you are living your life. A couple years ago in 2011, I got audited because my expenses had changed so Rapidly, because I went from living in New York for six years and everything looked pretty much the same for six years to like suddenly being on the road. And then I had a car expense and then I had all these travel expenses and the IRS was like, what is happening over there? So I got audited. And what I did is I printed off my Google calendar from the year. I had kept excellent records, but I also printed off my Google calendar for the year and went through month by month and made sure that every single thing that was on that calendar was reflected in my expenses because i had proof of all the things i had done and it was i mean gosh it was amazing it was actually like a pretty enjoyable experience to go through my audit believe it or not and it was so cool to look back and see like yeah my calendar is in fact a log of how i invest my time and how i invest my time is how I live my life. So it really matters. Your relationship to time can be revolutionary on a micro and macro level if you let it be, and if you're conscious about it. So there are three things that what came through me, there are three ways (laughs) that what came through me is specifically a feminist approach, and I want to share what those are. Number one is that the whole methodology is cyclical versus linear. So the masculine energy is linear. You are going from point A to point B and it's a straight line and there is a specific thing you want at point B and you're just supposed to get there as quickly as possible. And when you there's like no coming back, right? It's it's just like we are linear. Time is marching on. This is how it works the feminine energy is cyclical. And so we are starting somewhere, but it's never the beginning and it's never the end. And we're kind of in this constant evolution process. And I talked about in Do Less how I've always seen the year as a circle and I didn't realize that was not normal until somebody happened to mention that time synesthesia is a thing and that people who see time in a different way than just like seeing a calendar in their mind's eye it's a type of synesthesia that's actually more common believe it or not than the synesthesia where you taste shapes or taste numbers or like numbers or letters have a color that's a whole different type of synesthesia which is also fascinating (laughs) but it's less common and so Once I realized, like, I've always seen time as a circle, I thought everybody did, or I guess I never really thought to think about it because we don't talk about the pictures we see in our minds usually, but there it was. And then I realized, well, and then in a conversation with my sister, she started talking about what if we viewed the day as a circle, and that's where the Daily Renewable Planner came from, the idea of having the day as 24 slices of pie, so you're always coming back to the beginning. And- our friend Michael, we went to dinner and our friend Michael, do you want to share what he said about that concept?
1: Uh, I don't remember. Ex- what did he exactly say? I just He's obsessed with it. Obsessed with the day in a circle. Like it never crossed his mind.
0: And this is a straight white male.
1: Yeah. he Who's married to Julia, who does a lot of our editing for all of our editing. They the are company. such a rock star couple.
0: Oh, Michael was on the podcast. Yeah, Michael's he was on the, the podcast. He's the director of Holly Star.
1: Yes. So... Yeah, he was obsessed with it. The circle he never thought about He's the day He's so obsessed as with
0: it. He's followed up with me yeah. to be like, hey.
1: Hey, I'm still into I this. I still want
0: this planner. Yeah. Because for him, he was just like, oh, my God, this makes so much sense. Of course, the day is a circle. Like, of course, we should be thinking about the day as coming back around to the beginning. Because clocks, at least the analog ones, are a circle. Time is always circling. It's not marching on. It's actually spinning. On. And so the feminine energy, feminine energy allows us to be cyclical, meaning that like we're always coming back to the beginning. There's never an end. There's not like a specific place you're supposed to get to. There's no timeline. It's not better if you're married by 30. It's not better if you've like had your biggest career success by 40. You know, these ridiculous ideas that our culture puts on us around our timelines are the patriarchy. Like that's limiting who we truly are. How are we supposed to know when our best work is going to come out of us? How are we supposed to even know if it's our best work? Who cares? I mean, like that's the thing. And so that brings me to the second one that the feminine is a is process oriented as opposed to results oriented. And one of the things I'm working on with the incubator and the mastermind this year, which are my higher level programs for entrepreneurs, for female identifying entrepreneurs, are that the how that how we do things matters more than what we do. And that when we change the way we are doing things, which is process oriented, we actually get a better result so it can be both right it's not either masculine or feminine in business we need the masculine structures otherwise we're all just like this like mobius amorphous goo like oozing all over the place right like we need the structure and yet within the structure of a launch or writing a book or you know doing a facebook live or recording a podcast that how we do it matters. Really simple example. I came down to the basement and it was 63 freaking degrees and I was really cold. So I turned up the heat to 67 and I got myself... You turned
1: it up to 67? 67. Yeah. I wonder why it's so hot in here.
0: <laughs> sixty seven is not hot.
1: <laughs> it's hot. That was the. I should tell On what
0: planet is sixty seven <laughs> too hot? It's hot.
1: <laughs> and we were in. That's it. That was the best thing about being in California by myself at a hotel. I'm like, it's sixty two degrees in the hotel room. It's amazing. <laughs> like nobody's telling me to turn up the temperature.
0: Anyway, so. I have a follow-up i have a study for you for you
1: on that. i can't i'm sure i know you, you do.
0: i'm sure i've talked about it before but
1: <laughs> it's the patriarchy is I, it is the too patri- hot. it's
0: the yeah. patriarchy controlling the freaking surfaces.
1: men are too hot
0: <laughs> but listen i came downstairs yeah. i was cold so i turned yeah. up the heat and then i got myself a blanket because i knew that 67 was still not going to be warm enough for me and so i got myself a blanket and i am sitting under this nice soft blanket and I turned up the heat. I brought myself water and I really got present. I made an outline. I did some breathing beforehand to make sure that the result of this podcast was infused with the enjoyment of the process. Mm -hmm. Because I know you listening are going to get more out of this recording if Mike and I are enjoying the process like pleasure matters the way we feel when we're doing something matters just as much as the result we're getting and the result we're getting will be better when we enjoyed the process and p.s when you enjoy the process you care far less about the result so who cares anyway
1: it's true this is a, a learned okay so like we've talked about therapy, we've talked about like, you know, all the self-help books that we've read, all the stuff. I'm sure there's other people listening right now have gone through the same thing, right? You read all these books and this is like being present and being in the moment. And what Kate's describing is us, is her coming down here to be in the moment. Because she walked down here, she, I guess she was like shivering. She's probably got iced tea or something in her. No,
0: it's room temp water. Oh,
1: okay. Usually she's drinking ice beverages. So it's like, she's coming down here, she's cold. I was like, turn up the heat, Right. And then we've been, there's been fires that have needed to be put out in our company basically all morning, right? And so this means little mistakes or things that are happening that we're discovering as you're running a business, you realize like you spend a lot of day just kind of putting out fires in a way, right? There's always these little things that take place. So us practicing all of these tips and tricks that we've learned over the years brings us to this moment where we can switch on a dime quickly to get oriented in enjoyment for this podcast because if we bring to this podcast like all the fires and things that have happened in this morning it's not gonna be good like we're not present we're not here so it's establishing the process to allow us to to switch on a dime because you know like for those of you that are listening to have children you understand it's very like kids don't care what's going on with you they're like i need food right now and it's like i wanted to read my book or whatever you know it's like they don't care they're just here and so it's we're constantly bad It's your
0: ruby it's mama read me that
1: yeah read me that yeah now she's like really into all the books
0: mama can you read me that
1: but this morning i'm reading a book this is this is actually a great realistic example of what that we're talking about Ruby this morning was like, read me that, right? So I start reading the book. Ruby gets down in the middle of the book and goes over to the bookshelf and picks out another one and brings it back and was like, read me this. And me, linear, masculine, right? is like, well, let's finish the whole thing. Like, why are we stopping in the middle? But then she's just like, no, read me this. And then Penelope's like, can we keep reading? and But it's like, no, you just put the book you know, down. Yeah. And now I just start reading a new one. And so we're reading the new one. <laughs> Ruby gets down halfway through the book and like goes and gets a new one and brings it back.
0: Because she is not results oriented. No. She's not trying to earn some kind of imaginary gold star from finishing a book. No. I was talking to your brother, actually, and over Christmas, and he was sharing with me that he's reading this book. It's that a he, thousand
1: pages long. It's
0: freaking long. First of all, I don't read books that long. Usually, unless they're on Kindle and I can't see how long they are, which is better. (laughs) I read the whole Outlander series on Kindle. So I didn't know how long the book was, which is good. So anyway, and he was like, I'm just, you know, he was like 150 pages in or something. He was like, it's really like I'm really having trouble getting into it. And I said, you know, I have a rule for myself. If I'm at page 50 and I'm still not into it, I put the book down because... I want to enjoy the process. I'm not trying to like win an award. No one's giving you an award for finishing a book you don't like, P.S. No one is giving you an award for running a certain amount of miles when you freaking hate running. There is no award at the end of life for a certain amount of suffering, especially when it is self-induced. Stop it. Life is hard enough. We don't have to make it harder by reading books we hate and moving our body in ways that feel like pain. It's dumb. But we've been living in a society that tells us that somehow we have to earn our right to take up space through a certain amount of suffering. And I'm not even going to say that's the masculine or the feminine. It's just dumb. I mean, okay, maybe you have religious beliefs where that makes sense. In my world, that does not make any sense. What makes sense is enjoying the limited amount of time here because none of us know if this is our last day. And are we going to feel awesome about the fact that we spent our last day suffering? Or are we going to feel awesome about the fact that we spent our last day enjoying the process because that is all there is?
1: if you want to look at the masculine and feminine energy masculine is we're born and we die feminine's all the stuff in between
0: that's so true <laughs> I don't know who said this originally and if, if anybody knows the source please let me know but my mom shared with me a thinker's idea that the masculine is defined by the things we're willing to die for and the feminine is defined by the things we're willing to live for
1: mm, I like that
0: pretty good right I don't even know where I was, but I'm going to move into the third. I think we should go
1: to the third. (laughs) The third
0: thing. So the third (laughs) thing is that a feminist time management system works from the inside out instead of the outside in. So the model of the patriarchy is inherently hierarchical, which is that the authority on us lives outside of us. So the authority is God. The authority is the government. The authority is the medical community. Oh, my God, don't even get me started on the way that we treat medicine as a religion in this culture. And we could be the most empowered, go get them, incredible boundaries person. And then we walk into a doctor's office and we suddenly are three years old Mm -hmm. and have no voice. The number of women I have talked to who had an adverse birth experience because they just took the doctor's word as gospel and ignored what their body was telling them, it's horrifying. That's a whole other episode, which we're not going to get into today. But both of my births, I had to be like Attila the Hun in terms of boundaries with the hospital both times. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so going on a tangent. Okay, I'm going to stop that tangent (laughs) and say that (laughs) the whole approach, when you organize your calendar and therefore organize your life from an inside out approach, that means that you are listening to your own inner authority before listening to the outer authority. Or if there is an outer authority, like if you let's say you have a business coach and your business coach gives you some strategy. My recommendation is, (laughs) number one, they are just human, (laughs) and you are just human, and so you two are shoulder to shoulder. You may be paying this person for their advice and their, their wisdom and their experience, but at the end of the day, they do not know more than you about living life as you, because the only one who's the expert at living life as you is you, so stop farming out your power, and instead, if somebody gives you some wisdom or advice, run it through your own internal guidance system and say, does that feel right to me? And if you don't know how to best process and make decisions about if things are right for you or not, and if you get confused about, is this my intuition or is this my fear? I do actually recommend checking out human design. This is my new thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because... It's really fascinating. It is Each fascinating. human design type has a different way that we actually process information to make the best decision for us. As a sacral authority, I take in information and I just kind of get a feeling in my body mm-hmm. that I know. And it either feels expansive or contracted, which is what I have always taught. But I didn't realize that there are all these different types and all these different yep. ways. And that might work for a sacral authority, but that... If I if you've heard me talk about feeling expansive or contracted before and you've been like, I've never experienced that, it's not because there's anything wrong with you. It's because you are the authority on you and you might process things differently and human design might give you some helpful information.
1: Yeah, and it's something to pay attention to, to going along what we're talking about here. You and I had this conversation a week ago where you were saying sometimes I have to... Kate will come up with an idea or wants to do something And this is challenging for... This is us learning as we move forward in a company and working together. This is kind of the next evolution of where we're going, which we're not there yet. So once we get, you know, once we go farther down that path, we'll find out, we'll share it with you. But it's like, Kate will come up with something, say it's the great idea, like this is what she wants to work on, starts working on it and realize like, I don't want to do this. You know, and then she stops and then it's like, okay, we got to change the whole, you know, we're changing the whole direction that we're going. And what she's realized, like, you can share what you told me. Do you remember what you told me? Or no? Talked talk about how you have to process these well, things Well, so that's actually a before... manifesting
0: generator thing. Yeah. I found out. And so that's for both of us. Right. That in order to really know if moving forward is the right thing, we have to dip our toe in to the experience. And then we know. So we say yes, and then dip our toe in. And then sometimes it's like, oh, no actually and that's exactly what happened in december when we laid out our whole plan and i was like yes and then i dipped my toe in and i was like no Mm -hmm. and then i dipped my toe in oh yeah it was like sort of a process but anyway ultimately there was a lot of one thing yes then i changed my mind and then i came back to the original thing
1: but here's the difference between you and me like we're both manifesting generators and i probably people listening on here too it doesn't mean you have to know like you can go look at human design but I'm not talking this doesn't isn't yes. relevant to human design what I'm talking about is you play with the ebb and flows yes. right you play you dip your toe in and you change and you do this and there's not a lot of like beating yourself up about it no I mean there has been a little bit in the past based off certain things but even when when like you had the breakdown after money a love story came out and you're like I don't want to talk about this you didn't beat yourself up about where you were at it me, I was like, logically, I'm like, what the hell is happening right now? Like, why, what's going on, right? Because there was no, a it lot. No, it just felt wrong. It just felt wrong. So, I just wrong. trusted it. So, you went with it, right? You've, you have the skill of that you've developed over time is really listening to this piece. For myself, what happens in this is like, you dip your toe in a little bit and then you're like, I have to become the champion of this thing. Right, Like when I started going to CrossFit, it's like I'm going to compete in the CrossFit game. So that's games.
0: competition versus collaboration, which is right. also masculine and feminine. Right.
1: But also, this is where I think a lot of us get stuck on these things. We might buy an online course, we might buy a program, we might attend an event, we go through all of these pieces and we're just like, You know what? This doesn't feel right. So instead of going with the feeling that this doesn't feel right, we beat ourselves up about the fact that this should feel right. I should make this thing. I'm going to force this thing to feel right. I'm going to plow through it so I can make sure that this is what it's going to be. But if I actually step back and take the time that what you're sharing is how you process these things, and I think how I'm learning how to process things with myself that the end result's going to be greater than anything we could ever could have imagined,
0: yeah, because if the process of creating something sucks, even if we make money doing it, what's the point? right? We've just yeah. lost you know three months of our lives or six months of our lives. like I really think we have to find the joy. I hear so many authors talk about the agony of writing books, and <laughs> I honor everyone's process. Like, I really do. And of course, there are really hard parts, but I think we've glorified the suffering. Mm -hmm. And so there's this zeitgeist in the writing community that, like, writing books has to, like, suck your life force and has to be the greatest struggle on earth. And I just, I believe there's another way. And I will just say, personally, just for the sake of an alternate example, I find writing books extremely pleasurable. Now I've only done two, but like, I feel like that's like a very small data set, but it's really was super fun actually. And I look forward to doing more of it. So anyway.
1: I mean, it's more books than I've written. (laughs) Well,
0: there you go. (laughs) And maybe another one would be more of a slog. And again, like there are parts that were a slog and were kind Mm -hmm. of agony, but the vast majority of it was like, what a privilege, what an honor. I get to share my ideas with the world so amazing
1: okay -hmm. i mean it's just another destination versus the journey like your journey was you decided to make to be like it's going to be pleasurable right you've made yeah you
0: like had a whole process about lighting a candle and listening to certain music and doing this prayer at the beginning of it and those things really matter and those are built right into make time for business and the whole do less methodology because setting ourselves up for the how to matter and for the process to be as important as the result and for the process to enhance the result, there are rituals and there are practices. And I have a whole concept called the sacred practice planner and sacred practice tracker as part of Make Time for Business that you can set up your yearly practices, your quarterlies, your monthlies, your weeklies, and your dailies because that becomes the scaffolding on which your dreams grow and also the scaffolding on which your well-being is sustained and improved. Because who cares about your habits if they're not improving your vitality and your joy and your pleasure? Like, You know, people get so like, I'm going to write a thousand words a day and I'm going to read four books a month and I'm going to, you know, run a mile today and two tomorrow and three the next day and four the next day and five. And it's always about increase and improvement. And I wonder what might shift in our world if instead of focusing on increase and improvement, we focused on enjoyment and pleasure.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm.
0: So as a review. The feminist principles embedded in do less, as exemplified by the Make Time for Business program, which is currently available for upgrade for $200 off at MakeTimeForBusiness.com, is cyclical versus linear concept of time, which gives us a feeling of abundance as opposed to scarcity in all things, especially in our days. And our lifetimes, P.S., because if we're thinking about, well, I mean, this gets into a whole like <laughs> concept of life on Earth and what the heck are we doing here and what happens after we die. I believe we come back as mm-hmm. something else or somebody else. So I believe life in general is cyclical, that this is not all there is. Am I still trying to live every moment of this particular lifetime? Absolutely. But I don't, you know, those memes and stuff like you only get one life. Make it good. they the, like, get every, you know, go for everything. All the, th- I'm just like, well, I actually think that probably this is not the only time here. And like, I'm going to do my best to soak it all in. And I think I'm probably coming back like, you know, as a lizard or something. I don't know.
1: <laughs> that <laughs> anyway, would be fun. What color?
0: Oh, well, I thought green. Although if probably if I were a lizard, I would be a chameleon because mm-hmm. I am yeah. definitely somebody who... I would shape shifts. yeah. Okay, so cyclical versus linear. Number two is process-oriented versus results-oriented. And the subtext there is that the more you enjoy the process and the more process-oriented you become, the better your results actually become. That's kind of the spoiler on the whole thing. And then third is it is an inside-out, so inner authority versus outer authority. And I promise you, if you are wanting to Make the competition irrelevant and stop playing the competition game to begin with. If you go with your inner authority, if you put your blinders on, if you listen to what is inside you to create your schedule and create your best work, you will find endless reserves of creativity and innovation. You will no longer care what anyone else is doing. Because when you're actually deeply embedded in who you are and the gifts you are uniquely organized and uniquely poised to bring at this time and place in history, then there is really no such thing as competition. How could an apple compete with an orange? Like it's just like, why would a whale compete with a chicken? Like it's just as like it's just different. Could you
1: imagine that? Like a race? (laughs) Of a whale and a chicken.
0: (laughs) We're just here to bring different things. So like, if you just bring what you're here to bring, you don't have to worry about what anyone else is bringing and they'll bring the other thing that they're meant to bring. And if we all just bring what we're here to bring, everything gets brought in and we're all handled. So that is what we have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. (laughs) You only have a couple more days to sign up for Make Time for Business and smash the patriarchy with your planner. Live your life as a revolution and also calm the frick down as you do it and bring what you are here to bring so it can be brought.
1: <laughs> that's like a shirt or something. I don't know. We could do something with that. I mean, that. the
0: correct English is bring what you're here to bring so it can be brought. But
1: well, Yeah, but I like it, you know.
0: Great. Do you have any final thoughts, Mike?
1: I think if this is a new concept for you listening, you know, this whole process, especially since Do Less came out there's been a you know i've watched i've seen a lot of people just rave and really love the book and this this topic because this is i think we are shifting the world to this direction it's going to be very bumpy as it has been to get there and for myself as well like these are this is a journey i'm on as well and i i'm just being easeful like i'm treating myself with ease during this process and what we're going what we're experiencing together as a couple as a business you know all of this stuff is it's, it keeps coming back we always bring it back to this and i think as people are transitioning to this direction there can be a lot of conversation we hear this a lot in our community it's like how do i get my partner on board or how do i you know it's get my mom on board like you can't you know the reality is you cannot you have to do what you know inside is the right thing for you to do and either people support you on that journey or they won't and if they won't that's okay all right it's like that is all right but you have to do what's going to be best for you and if like if you have a family like the family unit as well like especially like with little kids etc but it's just having the courage to follow what that internal intuition and the internal voice is guiding you down that path. And there's a lot of assistance that can be like, there's a lot of therapy or therapists. There's a lot of people that can help during this. A lot of resources that we recommend, you know, are very helpful for this journey. But I think there's a place of like being kind to ourselves while we're on this. And sometimes we can really like literally beat ourselves up about it and attack ourselves around it in a negative way. And especially where it comes to be like, I got to get my partner to change and all this stuff. It's like, Nope, no, you don't actually, you know, like you're responsible for yourself and to keep following that journey, you know? And it's like with little kids, like our girls respond to like, I'll speak for myself, but they respond to me in how I am. If I'm all twirled up about something, they you can bet your everything on the bippy and i was that's what i was going to say but i don't really know what a bippy is so (laughs) it's like what is a bippy but like they are going to be twirled out when they're talking to me well
0: that's because of the vagus nerve and mirror neurons i mean that's how we're wired as humans our energy and our emotions deeply deeply affect other people Mm -hmm. we have to take responsibility for
1: that yes And so that's what, that's the the final thing I would say on this. Great. Is that this is not a thing that's, because I'm 37 years old, right? I've been living my life. I started really changing it. I would say, oh, first off, Kate and I started traveling together a couple days ago, nine years ago. So it's pretty, it's pretty cool. February 2nd. Um, the
0: Freedom Tour anniversary. It was
1: nine years ago when we first started. When I flew from Arizona on the plane and saw you kind of jump in the airport because you saw me walk around the corner. And I was, that was our, that, and then and, we left. Right,
0: like what a great example that time is relative. Because that nine years sounds so long, but that feels like it happened last year.
1: Yes, it does. It's crazy. So, yeah.
0: time is not linear, folks. No. We all know this. That's why people yep. say time goes so fast or time goes so slow. It's based on your experience of it, which is based on how present you are, which is all about the process. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you next time. See you and make time for business if the timing is right for you. Bye. If you want to learn how to do the things that make you money so you can do less and learn how to, in a practical way, incorporate this dance between the masculine and feminine in your own life, in your own scheduling, in your own approach to work, then you got to take make time for business. I am so proud of this thing. And when you upgrade, you will get access to, in addition to the five core lessons, you will get access to five enhancement lessons, plus a bonus of Do Less Your Tech because tech causes so much stress and wastes so much time and energy and money. And so Mike is going to help you in that workshop streamline and simplify your tech system so you can do less but achieve more tech-wise. You'll also get a cyclical planning workshop, which is happening live with me, where we'll be able to dive deeper on the questions that have come up during Make Time for Business. And then you will also get the cosmic weather forecast for 2020 from jennifer Rassiopi, which is a two-hour pre-recorded workshop plus a supplementary video plus an incredible handout for you to walk through so you can learn when are the best times to launch this year when are the best places to rest when are the best times to create all of that how can you be cosmically supported in your business plans And then you'll also be able to listen to all of that as a private podcast in the very same app that you are listening to this podcast, and it'll all be uploaded automatically so you don't have to deal with freaking MP3 files and your iTunes, because both you and I know that is a pain in the ass. So all of that's available for you for $200 off right now until February 14th at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So head over to maketimeforbusiness.com to get lifetime access to the whole program, all of the things I mentioned, and more. maketimeforbusiness.com.